0: The title of
1: this evening's Dharma Talk is Talking At. came up in an interview recently with uh, someone by the name of Pure Appearance. They knew who they are. And it's something we all experience all the time. We have a conversation, we're listening to someone, talking to someone, trying to have Conversation, uh, or maybe not. Maybe we're just in our house, wandering around, or in our kitchen. Maybe we're at our the place that we work, and whatever it may be, it could be in here. And we find either, usually, we, it's the most recognizable when someone's doing to, doing that to us, talking at us, uh, and it's kind of a you could say one-sided. Someone's telling us about this and about us, and there's there's no no opening. There's no, say, call and response. There's no talking about it, discussing it together. The mutuality uh, tends to get sucked out of it by the, could be anyone, several things, pride. Someone's really puffed up about what they know, what they think, or maybe you might notice after you've been talking to someone for a while that you've been just talking at them. Uh, more about just, uh, as it's sometimes said, just wanting to hear the sound of your own voice, somehow. So it's just a, a, an active form of ignorance. Still ignorance, it's still one of the three poisons. The most difficult one to see is the very nature of this particular poison of the three, passion, aggression, ignorance. Ignorance is just the very nature of ignorance is it's probably the last one that will show up. Sometimes we notice that we've been ignoring. We notice there's kind of a gap in something. It might be that you noticed, you might not use this word, that you were just talking at someone. You didn't really open, you didn't really receive. You you may not have even said, well, how are you doing? Are things going for you? Something simple like that. And quite often the self-centeredness, the manifestation of me, 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 and my stuff, my ideas, my territoriality, my rules, my opinions, my ideas, me, me, me. Sometimes that feels so natural. It just feels we're just expressing ourselves. People who don't train their minds at all, have trained minds so they, they can they can't really they don't have the awareness that actually tracks what they're saying if your awareness is sharp you you will be in charge of your own grammar or lack thereof you won't it won't escape you if if someone says something to you and you say oh right you won't miss that you might continue to say it that's what i call a phrase filler something i invented I think I probably stole it from Picasso. I'm lying. I, I borrowed it. A phrase filler is something that comes in. It's not something necessarily we're doing deliberately. It's something that we do to keep the awareness from actually being responsible. The ability to respond to what is happening. The ability to be in touch with whatever is coming and going. The territoriality is what we misunderstand. We think our thoughts are ours and somebody else's thoughts is theirs. This is the very nature of ignorance, is to think that we own our thoughts, we are our thoughts. This doesn't mean you're not responsible, but here's the part that makes it so difficult. You're responsible for other people's thoughts. You can't really get out of this by saying, well, he said, well, well they did Sometimes people will even do machine gun responses, like, right, right, right? Heard that before? Well, I'm just saying that uh, this, I like my favorite color is pink. Right, right, right? Probably isn't pink. So what am I trying to say? I'm trying to say, bring through the sitting practice of meditation, your awareness will get stronger and stronger. If you think it's, it's getting stronger, it's a misunderstanding. It's not getting stronger in the sense that you're aware that you're more aware. This doesn't work. You can't be aware that you're more aware. This is the self centeredness. This is the narcissism that is on the loose in just about every human being you meet. Not wrong. Nothing to fix. It's just the nature of dependent origination. It's the nature of relative truth. This happens and that happens. This happens and that happens. And, this happens and, that happens. and it's, that's a simple statement there. You can't actually state what it is because, because it is vast and numberless. So, what is it about? I'll tell you, since you're here, you give me permission to tell you stuff and I intend to do it, right? It's a phrase filler, it's like, see what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Follow me? I even, I do it myself, I know about it. I do it all the time. Usually I don't notice it until right after I've done that. And of course what follows out on the heels of that is Well, you find out. You don't, you don't need my testament about anything. The singularity, the actual singularity, is very, very difficult to see. It's not actually a, a, a discovery. It's more of an uncovery. You have to actually see what separation is in order to understand what no separation is. In order to, in order to see the fundamental, to use the fancy positive word, unity of everything it is necessary to look deeply into the differences into the contrasts and into the rough edges around everything especially your own emotions reactions and so on it's difficult to track if you're with someone who your your chemistry your wavelength and their chemistry their wavelength are very similar and are bouncing off from each other it doesn't actually become it becomes it become, becomes a kind of give and take where the awareness is at a very low uh, uh, volume. So it's not about stopping that. It's not so, uh, about being someone who never uses a phrase filler or never, someone who never um, um, has a conversation where they're not... Um, Talking at all, talking at is saying the very word that you can see it yourself is that you're objectifying somebody. They're just somebody to receive what you have to say. It's it's a, a reenactment on stage, the stage of your self-centeredness of the way ego functions. You can't function as an ego unless you have an other, and the fundamental, the ultimate teaching of the Buddha, as it is presented here, is everything.
2: you <laughs>
1: uh, I always watch when Michelle moves
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> empty of other not not just the, the emptiness of the second turning of the teachings of the buddha as uh, everything is empty of our imputation our ideas our projections our uh, fabrications and our evaluation about things. Anytime you you look at what you think about something, you've just abandoned the very wisdom mind that uh, three seconds ago was looking at reality. Everybody is happening to everyone, everywhere, all the time. Wisdom of the Buddha, the awakened one, or awakening itself, forget about Buddhism, you can. The, the clarity itself is your birthright. It's already the case. But hope and fear cloud it over stop it, and they've been doing it for lifetimes. They've been doing it for days, months, years. You don't have to stop it. You don't have to change it. You don't have to train yourself into some kind of a magical person who no longer has any issues or problems. That's actually called the God realm. But you could train yourself very clearly to notice when you start to talk at someone. Uh, sometimes the only way you can fundamentally see it is to see someone do it to you. And then you can, as soon as you see one, someone do that to you, talk at you, in other words, be disrespectful, and just try to fill you up with their ideas and their opinions, which maybe may have a great, even logical basis to it. Quite often when someone does that to us, if we're clear, if we have some clarity. Maybe we're not enlightened particularly. If we have some clarity, we, we don't immediately go and accuse them in our own mind of being uh disrespectful, even though that's what they're doing. What we might see is that how much they're suffering. And this is why they, they we're all doing this. We turn away from the difficulty and blame, took a turn away from the from the difficulty. And express ourselves. I just have to be me, kind of thing. So what is it about? It's about seeing that very clearly. If you see it very clearly, you won't have to make any adjustments at all. We have to start out by making adjustments if you're going to practice this way of understanding. And that thing that we have to do is to uh, interrupt the daily up and down, back and forth, this way, that way, awake and asleep and eating and not eating, uh, uh, interacting and not interacting. Interrupt that whole, excuse me, circularity, and sit down, pull still, face the wall, and watch what continues to move when everything else is stopped. Because we have a relative understanding that we've actually stopped everything. Look closely, look closely for a few years. A few days, a few months. Look, look closely, just watch the movement. If you start to come, to come to conclusions, just watch the movement of a conclusion. Don't stop that. Don't try to create, necessarily, don't try to create a mind that is clear, a mind that is at peace. This is uh, horse manure, basically, no disrespect to the equestrians. But it's just waste. It's just a waste. Uh, to do that because it gives the self-centered mind, the ego mind, a feeling of accomplishing something. Well, at least I'm getting somewhere. If you ever say to yourself, well, at least you should stop right there or keep going. It's not about being successful, uh, being successful and kind of understanding what this is. That's a lower level of prajna or a wisdom. It's the relative wisdom of seeing uh, the, the, the dynamics between this and that, between light and dark, between uh, good and evil, if you wanted to go that direction, between life and death. Those polarities need each other. You
2: can't have life
1: without death. You can't have wisdom without ignorance. You can't have sentient beings without Buddhas. So it seems to be necessary just to observe the way that's working. And your wisdom mind, which is, as I said before, is your birthright. You already have <laughs> you don't have to fix anything. This doesn't mean uh, you might not be very unhappy, but that's a relative situation. Once you see that happiness and unhappiness are just, need I say more? (laughs) They, they, They go back and forth and pretty happy and then pretty sad and then pretty miserable and then feeling pretty good today. That all happens in the wisdom mind and the wisdom mind doesn't do anything he doesn't even notice it you can't you can only notice something you're separate from there'll come a time perhaps when there won't be anything else it might have lots of facets to it but it's just one big ball in the middle of the mirror ball in the middle of the ballroom you notice I made one of those ones with little tiny mirrors. No, I didn't, I didn't do that. I thought about it though, I thought about it, but I didn't do it. So again, coming back to the same theme that I talk about over and over again, is it about it is about being aware of what's happening, not fixing what's happening. If you go in with hammer and tong, I don't care whether it's any tool. Uh, you may get, excuse me, you may get some relative truth, some relative accomplishment out of it. But anything created, all compounded things are going down. Anything put together, I don't care if it's sanity. I don't care if it's kindness. I don't care if it's compassion. Anything that is created will come apart. It's just the nature of relative truth. But you, your Buddha nature is, is uh, vast unfindable, unsearchable, undiscoverable, and is beyond everything. So how would you even know about it? You won't. But you can stop objecting to it by buying into right and wrong and up and down and back and forth. Don't do it. Stop it. And how do you do it? You see the way your mind keeps jumping to conclusions about everything with the help of the, the nerve endings with the help of the causes and conditions that you've been thrown down into or maybe downloaded into because this is like a big school. The only way the Buddha comes here is in the form of a bodhisattva, in the form of someone who comes here just to help others. Questions are good if you have them.
0: If you can't know who we are, then what's realized in realization?
1: You find out who you're not.
0: Yes. Does that look like one relative? Yeah. Keep going. Loss after another. Ah, no, I Thought you were headed for it, but you missed it.
1: <laughs> Somewhat, could could show up like that. But there's no there's no protocol for it. it needs to be that way each time. At
0: least you got. When you say, "Everywhere you look, you're looking at yourself," what? That's I've heard you say it. What? Are you, what are you referring to when you say it yourself?
1: I don't see anything else. Isn't anything else? There's kind of an elseness, uh, elsenosity. Is that word? There's something like that, but but you don't believe it, and nor do you disbelieve it. Disbelief is the more a more powerful kind of belief, thinking something's not true. That plays right into the hands of, assuming it has hands, to uh, self centeredness and ego. Well, I don't believe that. What do they I mean by that? Belief and disbelief. And the, and the, the other one is uh, what's the third one?
0: Hmm?
1: Yes. So I believe it. Yeah, that's true. That's what's happening. I disbelieve it. I don't believe it. And then, uh, Total, just uh, avoiding, distracting yourself from the entire polarity that was in front of you 30 seconds ago. More?
0: Uh, do we have to disbelieve the self at some point to see through it after believing it?
1: I think we flash on that somewhat. But but the idea of uh, the misunderstanding quite often happens with meditators and with people on spiritual paths as they think if they, if they start to get some insight into, into something... Uh, in the Zen tradition, this is called kensho, or insight into your true nature. Uh, it's temporary because we tend to think, "I think I'm onto something." You're not. And if you think that you are, you'll grasp something, and then it'll the very, the very experience because we think we value the experience. It's just a lower level of understanding, and we don't want to devalue it either. Just whatever happens, the way I come, uh, often say, just include whatever happens. Uh, Check no passports. Just include. Everything Everything gets to go. And the ego mind, of course, will turn that around and say, well, yeah, but what about these guys? Or what about this kind of emotion? Are you saying you're justifying anger? Are you justifying someone? You're always going to find some kind of deviating from that, some kind of squeeze, some kind of separation out of it, or somebody's right and somebody's wrong. It's a misunderstanding. It's an incredibly deep, powerful misunderstanding based on fear. And so there are lots of ways to do this. You can, what they say, clean up your act, You know, do 30 hours of transactional analysis every day. I don't think there's that many hours in a day. Mm-hmm. But eventually, you're going to be transactionally orientationated to whatever's. you're going to see that i OK and OK. Right, that's over with. Now I can
0: go on and live my life and
1: put my head back in that
0: pot of plant. Is the endeavor to be more aware coming at our life with hammer and tong or I forget what you said. I don't think so. Yeah, hammer and sickle.
1: <laughs> I don't think so. I, I think a little bit. It's uh, that's why Buddhism is often called the middle way. Not too tight, not too loose, do some, but don't have. some traditions get very, very macho and aggressive about making sure nobody wiggles and they yell at you if you're sitting in a certain organization and so you can't move. So a little bit, you know a little bit of movement, but not so much that the whole the whole shebang collapses. So you know that's why we have a schedule here. you come, you sit, practice. gong rings, you get up and go be the garden or something. So the intention to be more aware, more clear, certainly necessary. The very path of the bodhisattva or the enlightening being is a bodhicitta or the mind awakening, someone who has had some kind of a glimpse of what this could be, that one could actually live in a a dimension that And it's not actually a dimension, but we have to say something about it. So we're going to use that word. I'm going to use that word in such a way that there's no, not not separate from anything. Not, if it's time to separate, you separate. If it's time to come together, you come together. You're no longer uh, um, perplexed by uh, boundaries uh, or even to take that further, or you're not perplexed by ethics. You completely understand boundary. You don't need a rule. You understand the boundary. So therefore, and you notice that all boundaries are shifting all the time, the very nature. If it didn't shift, it would just be there indefinitely, and you wouldn't even know it was there, because it'd be like fire, fire's hot, you know about that? You never get uh, water and fire confused, unless it's steam.
2: less. (laughs)
1: less. <laughs> There's more room for questions there. In that area we're talking
0: about, or I'm talking about. What's the, you were kind of saying that to go at something with improvement mentality, like kindness, for example. So how is that different than awareness? Or what's the difference between those two?
1: So as I say over and over, we have to start somewhere. So you could start up just relatively giving people a break, listening to what they're saying. Even though what they're saying is, sounds a little crazy or it sounds like they're talking at you, listen to them. Don't point out that they're talking at you. Not a good idea. Unless I'm there. Which in your case, I'm always there.
0: Yes. No. So, what was the question? Working on kindness versus yeah. working on awareness.
1: I think that uh,
2: uh,
1: sitting sitting meditation is you're working on awareness. So, in other words, you're watching. You're holding it. You're in a body mind. Are not two different things. They just look like it. So, you hold. You find what you do have say so about with no warfare. Hold the body very still. Sit in a symmetrical posture because uh, symmetry it has a, has a kind of natural balance, hold very still, sit there for hours at a time. This doesn't mean that you don't aren't aware of your back hurts and stretch your back or, you know, like I talk about it all the time. Don't no, no, uh, no macho militant stuff. That's doesn't work, but sit to as long as you can and shift a little bit and then return, keep returning to stillness, returning to stillness over and over. And then that's the awareness. That's just receiving. Just give everything your attention. Whatever's moving, the birds outside the monastery, the the cars, the backfire down the uh, North Avenue. Just give it your attention and don't add. No math at all. If something arises, uh, treat it. You could take an attitude towards it where you have no idea what it even is. You're just aware of the qualities uh, at the leading edge of each one of the six sense fields, including the mind. If you think of what you know what you're thinking, then this is a misunderstanding. It, that's the beginning of ignorance. That's the first uh, uh, first second uh, of the 12 links on the chain of existence. Uh, ignorance and formations. So then, what was the other part of that? Awareness and kindness. So kindness, when you get up off the cushion, not that there isn't some kindness on the cushion, you're giving yourself a break. You're being kind to yourself by unplugging your food processor mind from the relative world around you, all the things that are going on. Just unplug, sit down, hold still, watch all the junk fall to the bottom. It may take a few years before that happens. And and that metaphor may not even work for you. But something slows down. Some kind of speediness slows down. When you get up off the cushion, then be kind to people. Not 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 based on you trying to be a kind person, not based on trying to make sure everybody thinks you're a kind person, not based on uh, having any idea of whether you're being kind. No basis, no reference point for it. If you do that, then, then instead of uh, up here uh, where all the paranoia is, or down here where all the fear is, Come out of this. You, you can. This actually doesn't think. It knows when I say it. It's not even an it. Always lead with this, and that's uh, that's what's tied to the breath. Yeah. Like <laughs> that. Always lead with this. And how do you know we're leading with this? Because you're probably going to be afraid quite a bit of the time until this is transcended. And then the fear hap- it doesn't happen to anyone. It's called fearlessness. doesn't mean fear doesn't come and go. Everything starts coming and go. Once this disappears into no one in particular, then everything starts to show up. Other people's emotions and hopes and fears and things show up in your consciousness, and you don't mind.
2: More? You? When we notice an urge to talk at someone. We don't really care what their feedback is. Um, is there anything to do before we start talking?
1: If you're aware that you're doing that, then more than likely it isn't going get to a, get a lot of momentum. And if, if The awareness is with that. This is why it's so important to train the mind so that when you, when we, when any of us do go into some kind of low-level skirmishes or warfare about this or that or being up and unhappy or unhappy about what uh, what another person is doing or partner or, or anyone, uh, then then there's a awareness comes along with it. And at some point or points, or maybe it's not even a point, the awareness starts to bleed out in front of the thought process. And we start to actually lead with our awareness rather than the, the crazy ego mind that's always looking for protection and results and, and um, acceptance and appreciation and and not wanting to be dissed. That's why I'm here, to to diss you at the appropriate time. Mm -hmm. I sometimes forget I'm supposed to do that, so therefore I end up being really nice.
2: If someone is talking at us, how can we receive what they're saying if there's um, our own judgments
1: going on about that person all that's all those things get along fine just the mind that differentiates between good and evil up and down back and forth <coughs> or that gets tied up in uh, having preferences sutras thousands of years ago say picking and choosing is the disease of the mind but wanting this over that is uh, that's the main disease it's not that you couldn't prefer something over something else It's the, the kind of militant attitude that comes in there. Like you deserve this, this should happen. You should get your way. So what I would say is when you notice that you're doing that, uh, you could, you know, you're the, you're, you can be responsible for what's happening. In other words, just be aware of what's happening rather than intercept it to try to get to a higher, le- a higher level of, uh, not being that kind of person, which is, um, highly polished narcissism, uh, rather than you can, uh, Have a little bit of what's the common word there, humility, and just be a shithead. You follow me? Don't follow me too far. In other words, I'm not saying do it as a deliberate kind of experiment, but if you notice that coming up, before you intercept it and and clean up your act, first notice the, the rough and raw quality of that emotion going out towards another person who probably doesn't need that kind of uh, situation hitting their nerve endings in particular, their mind.
0: Go ahead.
2: Does that is our own negativity that's arising get in the way of receiving the other person?
1: Not if you include it. Not if you're aware of it. Awareness is uh, royalty. Awareness is a queen. More.
2: Is the misunderstanding that I'm expecting to feel like I'm receiving?
0: Probably. <laughs> Pretty close. Yeah.
1: Anything else? Just keep going. Take us down that rabbit hole. I like that question. Train your mind. Sit down, hold still. Look at what, anything that can't continues moving after you work with the body in such a way that hold it very still. It's not going to happen in three days, three weeks, three years. It's going to take probably your life. It takes a long time. I'm not saying there aren't spontaneous awakenings that people have. Usually if they're claiming them, then they probably aren't uh, all that thorough. I
2: think the realization that um, someone is talking at someone, or- for example, if I'm talking at someone. Is there a value in just completely dropping that? I think so.
1: But but uh, in completely dropping it, it should just draw It should just terminate because of the the power of the presence uh, or the pure appearance, the genuine presence of just being. You're just here. There is no. You don't need to be validated by anyone or anything. Who, who you actually are is covered up by this crazy world of cause and effect and success and failure. The eight worldly dharmas. But it, you, you're, you're flashing into that all the time. Just don't maintain it. When, when it opens up, just it's, just it's just opening up. If it closes down, so as uh, the metaphor that's uh, used quite often in the Zen tradition is sun-faced Buddha, moon-faced Buddha. Sun-faced Buddha, moon-faced Buddha. There isn't anything but Buddha. We're not talking about the Shakyamuni Buddha lived 2,500 years ago. He was the one that understood this and told a few people about it. So it's, it's always the case. You're, there's no, nothing sleeps anywhere. There's nothing sleep. But there's, there, there's a kind of a cover-up based on fear, based on hope, based on feeling threatened, based on feeling threatened, based on fear. This is, you know, what this one is. I don't have to come up with a word.
2: Is there a way to come out of here more often? It feels like we're kind of constantly.
1: Fear will tell you. Being being afraid is don't cover up the fear, don't run away from it, and also don't join it. Don't try to crank it up. Don't do anything with it. Just uh, everything should be on receive. In the sitting practice, just to give everything your attention. That's uh, I often refer to that as a a complete generosity. If you're going to give, then give everything your attention. Start with that. Because if you give everything your attention, then the attention and the reception are not two different things. And don't come to a conclusion about it, because then you've just shut down the whole, um, what do they call that, uh, contraption turned away from it more. Not two different things. You can't find two different things anywhere. Anytime you find one thing, you find its opposite. If you don't find the opposite, then take a nap. your well, questions. A, Can we be excluded? Pardon me.
0: Can we be excluded? Uh,
1: what, what's your context?
0: Social situations.
1: Yeah, but it doesn't doesn't mean much other than you may have some negative feelings or hurt feelings over it. If that's what you mean. But those, uh, if you're on this path, and those are those are part of the path. Negative feelings are not to be accepted, rejected, or ignored. Do nothing with them. If you jump away from the negative feeling into the cause, you've just bought into the what is called samsara, or the world of life and death, up and down, back and forth, right and wrong. Life and death. Buddhas and sentient beings. You don't need to do that. You can actually just receive. Just be genuine. Be the very negativity you're experiencing. So it won't kill you. And it won't last. As, as the Buddha said 2,500 years ago, the three marks of our existence, all compounded things will vanish. Everything is in a state of discontent. I don't know if he said state, but it, everything is suffering. And there is no solid being who is experiencing any of this. There's no solid self in the skandhas, form, feeling, perception, concept, and consciousness. Just to realize those three deeply is uh, realization. Just another way of talking about it.
0: Further questions? You kind of... What does it mean that suffering is always the case? Like if someone's relatively happy, out there. No,
1: that's suffering. ignorance. It's a form of it. It doesn't mean they aren't, they aren't enjoying themselves or having a good time or they never have any illness and they have, were born into a wonderful, happy, su- supportive family situation. It happens quite a bit. Not always, but quite a bit. So the, the downside of it is uh, not much chance that they're going to have a, a spiritual path. They could have because everything's going too well. So the downside is, well, let's start with the upside. The upside is feel pretty good. Things are good. Have two Harleys. Mercedes I got rid of the Mercedes and I got a I got a, a ja- couple of jaguars just fine not the animal but the car it seemed to work just fine I feel a lot better with it uh, the neighbor he's, he's got a Buick so the idea with the suffering there the suffering is if one is aware of what this body mind complex actually is, then the suffering is there all the time because we are not separate from each other. You may eventually get rid of, as it says in the first turning of the Buddha's teaching, you may get, you may cut back on the self centered suffering, your own suffering. But uh, the Mahayana path is not about that. It's not about a self styled uh, enlightenment of the Pratyekabuddha. That is the enlightenment of the bodhisattva, who never really gets enlightened because he, she, they are too busy helping others. Save all beings. And this means there are no beings to save, but meet everyone and everything where they're at. If they think they're a being, then treat them like a being. Have, Have respect for their idea of boundaries. Nobody wants to know anything. Send you.
2: When you say that
1: you don't see anything else, what do you mean by nothing else? Um, I don't see other stuff. This is my altar. That's my window. This is my, my ball of yellow things. (laughs) Fine with in the company of a blue thing. It's mine. Want me to go further? As I get this to stand up, I will. These are my Buddhas. This is the Buddha. Everywhere I look, I see the Buddha. What do
2: you mean then, saying that it's your way?
1: Everything belongs to me. I'm thinking in particular of gravel out in the parking lot. So the, the whole idea of boundary in this situation, when and when consciousness begins to show up in that way, that everything is perception only. So there's no perceiver, no objectivity. and There's nothing perceived. So there isn't anything but this. And this is a, where the the, everything is uh, empty of other, so there's no otherness to anything anymore. It's still there, and it's brilliant. It's sometimes called luminous, which doesn't mean it's particularly sending out rays of light. It's vividly clear. And it's in it's in what is, uh, uh, sometimes I talk about a, uh, a minute or a second or a microsecond has dimensions, but a moment doesn't have dimensions you say, well, how, how long is the moment? That's a rhetorical question. So, when would you like to answer that rhetorical question? Hmm. No. For questions, have a minute or so. Kiyun.
0: When we're talking at what ceases, um, your
1: your awareness you know it shuts down because you're just producing. There's reception and there's production. The practice needs to be as much reception as possible. Receive the confusion you've been trying to avoid, either here, here, there, out there, receive. Not easy because it gets can get very threatening, especially if you're in a situation, your karma's taking you into a situation that's threatening. So, it's uh, when that happens, then just feel the threat rather than cover it up. You don't have to suddenly be a person who receives. Yeah, the idea the practice is receive. And then when you see you can't receive, be aware of that because you're looking right at your self centeredness, your ego, the very structure of your seventh, con- or, uh, yeah, seventh consciousness, the self love, self pride, self reference. And I never can remember the third or the fourth one. Self-pomposity.
2: Yeah,
1: that one. It was just the nature of consciousness because of fear, because of hope to congeal into some kind of a being who enlists the aid of everything else to promote itself or herself, himself, whatever, or control. If you can just get control of other people. We all have a parent. Uh, it's probably pretty apparent that you have a, have a parent who wants to control you. And they may do it just a little bit like eat your spinach or it may be something like well, I'm not going to say that. But it, it, There's some kind of a people get because of uh, relativity, people get their temporary security from getting someone else to do what they want. And they can also get it from being upset with somebody who will not do what they're told. Very similar. It's just a they won't do what I tell them to, or else they always do what I want. They always, they always comply. So any kind of polarity, we uh, we were like a little vampires. We suck the blood out of that polarity and continue our our uh, life on stage. Is
2: there any sort of talking that's not talking at?
1: Probably not. But it's always about awareness. So it's always about awareness. It's not about, it's not about getting somewhere. People teach this differently in different places. I teach out of what I see. I don't teach out of what I was taught. What I was taught was uh, someone came on and stuck my head in the flower pot. And it's like, they didn't say this, but it's like, see for yourself. You find out. No one was telling me, believe this, don't do this, do that, other than train your mind. So that's why I'm saying to you, find out yourself. You find out. Nothing. There's nothing to believe here at all. One final question.
0: Shut up. Can question? You seem to put reception and production at um, at opposites. Mm-hmm. Um, is there any situation where those can
1: happen at the same time? They're always happening at the same time. But you have to be aware of that. If you're not aware, then you'll be selective. So they're always, it's like, uh, everything is happening at once. Time is an illusion. Don't believe a word I say, find out. Space is an illusion. It's kind of like when you see, it's like, this is like a dream. But it's a real dream, so therefore it's convincing. But yes, production, production, reception are you can't have one without the other. But the the recommendation is uh, uh, just receive. Don't don't produce unless it, unless it comes out of the awareness where you you have to do it. You have to say something, and then let it rip. called non-duality, it's the fancy word, Advaita, not two, also not one, that's a misunderstanding. Even the not two is a, a via negativa, it's a way of talking about it that is, isn't exactly right but it will actually, if you use that, it will kick your butt enough that you probably won't miss the clouds for the sky.
2: further questions. Thank you very much. We'll stand and dedicate the merit in the back of our chant books. We'd like to remind everybody about the donation boxes in the hallway. We always appreciate and depend on your financial support. Please help us as you are able. Thank you.
0: so that we and every sentient being together can realize that the buddha's way shi ho Directions, the three worlds, all Buddhas, all Venerable Ones, Bodhisattvas, Bodhisattvas, Mahasattvas, the Great Prajna Paramita. O well, Buddhas and Bodhisattvas of the ten directions of the three times, please hear us. Please come down out of the light and protect Sopakoji Buddha Temple Monastery. Our Sangha, families, friends, and visitors, heal everyone who is unhappy, sick, or suffering, and fill them with life.